It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Could the Auburn Tigers steal a five-star recruit from Alabama? Oh, buddy. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken parm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackman. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. It's a recruiting Thursday with John Garcia Jr., the head man over at SI, covering all things football, recruiting, and of course, our recruiting insider here at the Locked On Podcast Network. John People cannot stop talking about Jaleel Hurley. The the idea of the fact that, okay, maybe even though he's committed to Alabama, it seems like Auburn has continued to shower him with love and reach <laughs> out their long strep, uh, stretched arms and say, come on, Jaleel Hurley, come on to the Plains. Are, are they right to feel this optimism uh, around a guy like him? Well, look, it, it, it's certainly right off off of a visit, right? Um, yeah. And I think this isn't his first visit to the Plains since committing to Bama. Uh, so so when you start to, you know, use that old adage in this business, track the visits, man. Um, right. I get asked about Arch Manning every day. Track the visits. Has has he been to Ole Miss, you know, uh, in, in several months? No. So he's probably not going there, right? So track the visits in recruiting always. And Jaleel Hurley is beginning to visit Auburn more than Tuscaloosa. And, and that is something that is certainly noteworthy in the recruiting space. Now you take it back further, okay? Before he committed to Bama this spring, what did his, did his recruitment look like? Well, he took more visits to Auburn than to Tuscaloosa. So you start to, to see a pattern, uh, and you obviously know that the, the bond with, with Brian Harson and Zach Etheridge probably more specifically is something that is real uh, and is something that uh, not only Jaleel, but his family is starting to ask more questions about. Um, now, now here's where it, get, it gets interesting, right? Okay. Um, All right. Timeline. Okay. Is there a time, and I haven't talked to Jaleel, uh, but I did get a phone call about this yesterday from a good source. What is the timeline for some kind of final decision? Cause the kids already made one verbal commitment. So nobody's going to ask him, Hey, when are you making this final commitment? Like it, it's, it's going to be a flip or not, uh, at this point. How soon do you do it politically? How smart is it to do it very soon? There's so many other things that go into this, uh, especially when it's an in-state kid flipping from one school to the other in this Iron Bowl rivalry. Yeah, There's so many things that go into it because we have precedent, right? We've seen kind of how it goes for kids going to one versus the other and then changing their mind at different points. But typically... It's been, that, very, it's been very one-sided, John. <laughs> Well, I, I didn't want to say it, but sure. typically TJ Yeldon flashbacks <laughs> happening. Yeah, right. But when when Yeldon and, and even Ruben Foster and these guys, when they right. did it, it was late. It was late in the cycle. What, this is it's not even May. So right. I'm curious, just human to human. How smart is it to do it now if you're going to do it? Um, either you just kind of deal with whatever's coming now and then get over it or. Do you, you kind of hold off and, and just take a little bit more data and evaluation in before the final call? But either way, this is legitimate smoke about Auburn potentially flipping Jaleel Hurley. Yeah, I, I haven't confirmed any upcoming visit plans. And look, not a lot of visits are going down now anyway because of spring 
practice at Florence High School where Jaleel plays and everywhere else in the South. So he's probably not going to take a lot of visits, but coaches are going to visit him up in Florence. So that is something to track in the meantime. But it's fascinating. I don't know if a an Iron Bowl flip – I should have looked this up. I don't know how early an Iron Bowl flip has ever happened. And I think at the high-profile level, this would be the earliest that I've covered. Uh, and that's a big deal because, like I said – Elite kids typically don't flip, and if they do flip, it comes later in the game, uh, especially when it's one rival to the other. So Jaleel Hurley is fascinating on just about every front, and he's really good, by the way. There's a reason why so many of us are are tracking this story. He's arguably the best secondary prospect in the state. Uh, He's a long, rangy defensive back. He can play corner. He can play safety. He could probably play receiver at the SEC level, which I know that will probably excite Auburn fans in a different way. What? What's that? Yeah, yeah, he is a legitimate blue chip, borderline, you know, five-star, whatever you want to throw on him, all-American kind of guy. Jillo Hurley can absolutely go, and he would instantly be the class headliner for Auburn because right now he's the class headliner for Alabama. What would it say about Brian Harson and his legitimacy as far as recruiting in the SEC that I don't think he's earned quite yet? What would this say about his reputation if he were to pull this off before the season started? Well, this would be the first head-to-head win against Nick Saban on the recruiting trail, and that is always a marker for any Auburn coach. Unfortunately, fair or not, that's the marker. You know, can you beat Nick head to head? Obviously on the field is most important, mm-hmm. but right underneath that is recruiting. Can you go in head to head and win one of those battles? I mean, I think the Woodyard kid last year was was kind of a longstanding foregone conclusion. I was about to bring him up. You degree. saw it coming. Right. Right. But he still waited. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that's, that gets a whole nother thing. But can, can you beat Nick head to head on the trail? This would be the first true unanimous yes. Um, and obviously, from from a timeliness standpoint, my goodness, uh, c- could this be just what the doctor ordered for Brian Harson? Perception, I will say it every day, as long as I have this job, perception is everything in recruiting. It really matters. Um, it is it is a brand. It's much like, you know, Twitter stock or, or Apple or Google, Disney, whoever you want to call out there. That stock has a lot to do with perception, and um, especially when you're dealing with teenagers. So, getting that first win head to head with, you know, you know, the big bad wolf, uh, I think would be monumental uh, for Brian Harson because now you do it once in state, you can kind of you think at least you have a shot at doing it at other positions, and, and you you start to buy back some of that benefit of the doubt that the staff probably lost this offseason. And you mentioned headliner of the class. I mean, the trickle-down effect for some of these top prospects, there's not a lot of five stars to go around. And when you get one, especially with Auburn, because they're, they're, not, they're not loaded up with five stars, they get one or two a class maybe. What kind of impact does that have with filling in the rest of the class for 2023? Huge, especially in this 23 class in the state of Alabama is loaded, in particular on defense. And Hurley's right at the cusp of the top of that list. Uh, So it means these kids are going to take visits together. They're going to talk. They're going to kind of get a vibe for each other. Hey, where are you going? This is where I'm going. Um, So so when a big flip or commitment in general is made, it always has an impact most within state lines. And then – at, at the position, right? So other secondary targets can now say, well, dang, if I'm a good corner and I see that they just got this guy who's going to shut down that side of the field, 
well, maybe I'll come shut down the other side of the field and we can kind of pair up and, and be this, this kind of great tandem that we've seen Auburn put together in the past. And we've seen a lot of teams piggyback great defenses that mask other things when you have two great corners. You know, I think Cincinnati this past year was a great example with yeah. Kobe Bryant and Sauce Gardner, not elite athletically defensively in the front seven, but man, those two could shut things down on the outside. Makes makes things a whole lot easier elsewhere. Uh, so I think those are intriguing possibilities. Zach Etheridge is a great recruiter individually as well. So it'd be another feather in his cap. I mean, there's really no limit to where that trickle down uh, would potentially lead again, especially with how loaded this 23 class is on defense in particular. I mean, between Hurley, AJ Harris, Tony Mitchell, mm-hmm. I mean, there's three of the top seven or eight DBs in the country right there. They're I mean, right it, it is yeah. so loaded at every position on defense, uh, including the secondary. So it would be a big deal in a lot of ways. Yeah, there's no question about it. It sounds promising. All right, in just a moment, I want to get John's thoughts about two other elite defenders, both out-of-state guys, and uh, how Auburn fans should feel about them. But first, I want to tell you about BetOnline.net. Look, there are so many different things. If you're betting on the NFL draft tonight, uh, BetOnline is the way to do it. They give you so many options. It's going to constantly be updating Throughout the first round of the NFL draft, there's over-unders. If you feel like a guy's going to fall, um, betonline.net's where you need to go to check all of this out. Uh, and if you think a guy's going to go early, somebody's going to possibly reach for a guy. There's a lot of over-unders as far as which picks um, guys will be taken, which is a ton of fun. ton of fun. So be sure to check that out. BetOnline, where the game starts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. John Garcia Jr. All right, the first guy, uh, or I guess the next guy I want to talk to you about, Jaden Osbury, the four-star linebacker from Baton Rouge. A lot of Auburn guys really interested in his recruitment. He's got what I think his dad played at LSU. It seems like LSU is the favorite. He's from Baton Rouge, but Auburn has had success in the state of Louisiana a little bit lately. Um, Shout out Trevon Reed, but tell me about this guy. Well, you know, his big brother is at Auburn, so that that's a good starting point yep. uh, with Osbury. But but like you mentioned, an elite recruit, uh, certainly more coveted than, than his big brother. Um, and, and I think that's why this has become such an intriguing recruitment. You can make the argument for LSU, certainly. I mean, he's a Baton Rouge kid, not just Louisiana kid, a Baton Rouge kid, which, you know, I, I was just in New Orleans this weekend. There's just a different – oomph when you're talking about Baton Rouge kids. They'll lose New Orleans kids to Bama or sure. Monroe kids to other schools, A&M, certainly. But when you lose a Baton Rouge kid, it just stings in a certain way. Like Dylan Moses got death threats when he, when he left Baton Rouge. Um, so there's certainly precedent there. It's happened, and there's a transition class that Osbury's getting used to at LSU, and, and he, he did visit earlier – this month uh but auburn's been on him for a long time as as we just talked about they got his big brother signed and 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 that is not only an advantage in familiarity which is important in recruiting um especially when you're a kid like this that's looking at coaching staffs that aren't very tenured at these schools 
But man, you've got a daily check-in with everything going on at the program, the yeah. feel, the culture, the long-term stability. Some of the questions that we ask, and I'm sure you ask every day, you, you've got a better insight and access to those answers because your brother's on the team. Your brother's going through those drills. Is it hard? Is it too easy? Are they sure. soft? Are they way too hard on us? I mean, what what is the feel there? He's got those answers whenever he wants them. Uh, and, and that creates something even more than familiarity, which he has, of course, at both programs, uh, LSU and Auburn. But there's a couple other schools that are trying to stay in the race as well. So it's not necessarily just down to these two, but I do think it, it feels like it's it's more of a Tiger versus Tiger battle in the end. Um, I'm not sure on Osbury's commitment timeline. I uh, hadn't checked in on that in particular. Sure. But he's he's taken some visits. He's going to take more visits. He'll be back at Auburn, I believe, before he makes that final call. Um, so that's another one uh, that would be intriguing to track. And again, if we're talking about Auburn recruiting in general from a 30,000-foot view, defensively, you're just in a better spot. You're just in a better spot to contend for defensive recruits. That has been the constant at Auburn over the long haul, over two, three, four, five different head coaches. Uh, so I do think that anytime it's it's a defensive recruit in particular, it has a little bit more oomph. And, and at the linebacker position, I'm a big fan of Christian Robinson. Um, I live in Florida. I, I talk to a lot of uh, Floridians that that he was recruiting and and they just shine shine talking about him as a person. And I actually went to Florida's camp and watched him uh, coach Shamar James for about 45 minutes, who is a mobile guy, by the way. Sure. Um, and you and I just understood it. I was like, oh, OK, I get it. I get why kids love to play for this guy, because he, he's going to be hard on you. And then he's going to love on you thereafter. Uh, kind of that 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 balance that is hard to find. So I thought that was uh, I don't know how well received that hire was by by the Auburn fans but when I it saw was, it I was like okay this yeah, is a good one. it was pretty quiet John there wasn't a whole lot of chatter um about it but I was looking at it it's like okay yeah that that makes sense and um every every linebacker that that I've either read interviews or listened to interviews about or or, or talked to myself um th- they mentioned Christian Robinson so I, I think that's yeah. I think it's exciting um real quick with, uh, before we leave uh Jaden Osbury here um, six foot two oh five. What do you what do you like about his game specifically? It's modern modern game. Um, Owen Popo was was built very similarly coming out of high school. Uh, I mean, he was built like that as like a freshman in high school. But uh, absolutely, know, that's the modern linebacker. Okay, that's that's what it's become. Uh, it, it's a guy who can who can run sideline to sideline, but also give you almost a, a box safety feel in the coverage department, you know, that you play great competition there at Catholic high school in Baton Rouge. uh, And he's flashed as much as anyone on that team, despite being a younger guy until, until 2022 when he's kind of the senior leader, Uh, he can really run. Uh, He's a striker, comfortable in coverage. As I said, Uh, again, just a lot of the modern linebacker traits that you look for uh, and that you need in this day and age. I think he can run with a running back or a slot receiver wall off a tight end, even if he's a little bit bigger, uh, and and his brother, his brother's frame being a little bit heavier shows us that he can handle some extra weight down the line too. So I think that's another advantage of recruiting the little brother is you kind of have a feel of what, what are those jeans like? Be. Yeah, right. Yeah, you get a you get a little preview there uh, of what the jeans look like, like you said. So I, I think this is a 
an elite linebacker type, uh, probably mm-hmm. top five, top 10 guy at worst at the position nationally. Wow. So again, when you're contending for those kind of recruits, it's a bigger deal, especially in the hometown of a division rival. No, that'd be huge. That'd be huge. All right, next up, Avian Terrell, four-star cornerback. He put out his top five since we last spoke. Auburn, Michigan State, Clemson, Texas A&M, and Kentucky. It seems like John Clemson's the favorite due to his brother, AJ. We talked about the, uh, you know, the, the brother trend. We'll continue that going, I guess, for a second. But seems like Clemson's a favorite. But there are some experts out there that are picking Auburn in this. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, Auburn's done a really good job here. Again, going back to the, the first question with, with Zach Etheridge, uh, there's a lot of familiarity there. Um, Auburn has to recruit Atlanta always and forever. There's no – I don't care which coach ever comes in, in into the, this job. That is maybe the first Metro that you're thinking sure, about right. uh, over Montgomery or even Birmingham. So Atlanta area kids, you, you got to stay in the game for. I, I connected with a source there today around that school that – that did say Clemson six months ago was probably where he was going. Like it was probably kind of done, but a lot of changes at Clemson, right? I mean, Venables is gone. Assistant coaches have, have come and gone. Uh, So there's been a lot of change relative to even who his brother played for when, when he was uh, winning that national title uh, or two, maybe at Clemson. Um, So, so it's not the lock that everybody would have assumed uh, it, it would be even six to 12 months ago. Clemson still in it, though. I'm not trying to, to detract from their potential with Terrell. But I do. I did hear from this source that said schools not named Clemson are pushing harder and more consistently than Clemson. So read into that what we will. Uh, there is a sense that the doors open is how I, I take those inferences um, and, and this kid wants to get the decision done at some point this summer. So the timeline to push is, is certainly here and now. Uh, and I think Auburn and Kentucky have done a really good job uh, beyond the Clemson footprint. Um, I'm not sure about Michigan State or AM uh, in this top group. So I look at it as more of a sub-regional battle mm-hmm. uh, between Auburn, Clemson, and uh, and the Kentucky Wildcats. And, and I do think Auburn is in good shape here at this point uh again how soon will he make the decision you're, you're in the sooner sooner the better camp if you're auburn in yeah. my opinion right uh, but i do think that the the recruitment has become far from a clemson lock for for the, the little brother of of aj terrell yeah and, that, and that's interesting so obviously a corner right when we talk about yeah. avion terrell so you would assume that zach gethridge will be heavily evolved in his recruitment um and that bodes well for Auburn. I mean, the guy's track record, small sample size, but so far, I mean, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, he's he, he can identify talent and he can develop. I mean, and then that at that position and the draft's going to be another feather in the cap for him to a degree. Uh, that position, it, man, it's so important. It's so important. You have to develop at every position. But I would say quarterback, cornerback, and offensive tackle – are really the three that, man, if you're a good developer, you can coach anywhere because it's hard to identify those kids and develop them right. relative to, to the modern asks of the game. Uh, so I do think Zach Etheridge is one of the better DB coaches, uh, both as a recruiter and as a coach uh, as well. And that is something that's going to bode very well for Auburn on the trail. Um, I think him and Robinson in particular, uh, that's a strong 
group of additions uh, for Auburn with, with the type of prospects you need in the back seven to have those two leading that charge should give Auburn fans some comfort because it's, it's going to keep you in the battle for a lot of big names. Sure. All right, John, in just a moment, I want to ask you about Brian Harson's style. It seems a little bit different than what Auburn fans are used to under the previous previous regime right here on Locked on Auburn. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. John, before we jump into all of that, how can people find all of your written work and all the great things that you have going on right now with SI? Yeah, just si.com slash college. You'll get every college article that comes out, recruiting included, on the football and basketball front. Uh, or you can check us out on social at SI All American on all channels. Yeah, the final SI 99 for, uh, for basketball recruiting went out. There's a lot of Auburn on there, so... Uh, and, Shocking, right? Yep, yep. Wrote about it a little bit at auburndaily.com, but yeah, highly encourage you guys to check that out. Um, all right, so Harson's style with all of this, you can say what you want about the dude because, I mean, you know, he still has not won everybody over, unfortunately. Sure, but sure. he's going to keep recruiting you despite you trending a certain way or you being committed somewhere else. And I don't know if we've really seen that at Auburn. Like, I don't, Gus recruited well, but it seemed like once somebody committed somewhere else, like they gave up on him. Is, is what Harson's doing right now, is this just kind of everything he's doing is under a microscope? Or is that something that's a little bit more bold and something we haven't seen around here? Well, I think you have to be realistic in recruiting. Um, I, I, I get asked by recruits, typically under the radar types, hey, what do I need to do to, to get an offer. I'm like, you need to be realistic first. You need to be self-aware of like, where, where is your ceiling? If you're a five, seven corner, your ceiling is not the sec. It's just Mm -hmm. most likely based on, you know, however many years that everyone's been doing this. So I think with, with Brian Harson, you have to understand that if you're Auburn, you're going to be in the game for major recruits and you might not win those battles, but it's 2022 decommitments are up across the board. Flips are up across the board. We, We just talked about one that could go down before May between iron bowl rivals. I mean, that's something I don't know if I've ever seen at this stage. So the, the player mobility movement at the top of college football with the portal, with the, the one-time transfer rule, even NIL has trickled down into, to the high school game as well. How many recruits weekly Zach tell me uh, I'm committed, but I'm just committed, you know, I'm dating her, but we're not married yet. You know? So That's the analogy I I still get once a week, just talking to random kids that are committed. Um, It's the best coaches keep pushing uh, because things change on on a dime. I mean, look at what we just went through with the coaching carousel, right? How many of those kids were done with recruiting, legitimately done, and then, uh uh-oh, the coach (laughs) that I thought I was playing for is now across the country. I don't want to follow him, sure, Lincoln Riley. Uh, So I need to look at something else. Okay. This is a little bit closer to home. Well, they, they were probably my number two when I committed. So now maybe they're my number one. Let's re recheck in with, yeah, let's go coaches. check them out again. Right. Right. But if the coach stayed on you, there is no pivot. 
it's it's like a it's it's seamless. It's a transition where you're like, well, these guys have been on me the whole time anyway. Um, I, I I talked to a kid who just committed to Ohio State, and the same day, Alabama and Georgia told him, we're still here. So good luck, good luck with Ohio State. Congrats, but we're still here. You know, so that style is not popular. Uh, in terms of the PC department, but recruiting is anything but PC. You got to stay in the game for kids, and and not only for the fact that things change, circumstantial wise, circumstance wise, but the portal. I mean, you you got to stay in with these kids because it, it could be. I mean, there's a kid that enrolled at Utah in January, and he's already in the portal. Unreal. A couple months later, so now the schools that were in it beyond Utah probably are getting phone calls. So it really the the player mobility era that we are in is is it's rampant. It's all over the place in every direction at any time. So you have to keep recruiting kids that you like, um, regardless of their commitment status. Now you got to do it within reason. Okay, mm-hmm. if you finished sixth, you probably you right. probably should back off. You're probably wasting your time there because there is. There are, there are a lot of rules in place that limit the time you can do a lot of these things, particularly coaches on the road, in-home visits, official visits, all of that. You do need to be strategic. But if you were in that ball game, second, maybe even third or fourth in some instances, you have to at least check in with some of these recruits. And that's where it, it becomes more of a CEO type leadership style. Are you overseeing everything uh, and checking it like, hey, have you checked in on this kid? I know he committed to Georgia, but have you checked back in on him? Main, managing your assistant coaches. There's so many other factors into that. Uh, but that style, that 30,000 foot view style that Harson kind of projects as as we're a CEO, this is a business. I do think that resonates with prospects that keep an open mind down the line. And you just never know what happens in recruiting. And, and what if they stop recruiting Jaleel Hurley? We just talked about him. They could have stopped. Yeah. Um, and, and, and nobody would have said anything. No, it, uh, it oh, could well, save your class. Alabama? Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, but they didn't. And now they could be positioning for a flip. So yeah. it's, it's a perfect time to bring that up. And, and it's the SEC, man. It's, it's, it's eat or, or be eaten. We all know that. Right. John, I asked some of uh, my listeners that are in the Locked on Auburn discord, link to that down below if you want to join. But um, I asked that, hey, we're going to have John on every week. Are there certain guys you want to mention? And that's that's what a lot of these guys um, were from. But several said um, Braden Joyner, which which has been committed since the start of the, start of the year. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know, it's just kind of, we don't talk about him a whole lot. So just kind of what do you think about Braden Joyner as a, um, as a prospect? And then also, I mean, he's been pretty vocal on, on social media as well. You know, there's some guys that join and they want to help recruit, especially some of the guys that sign on early like him. Um, just, yeah, your general thoughts on him. He's a personality, and I think you could see that through social media. He's yeah. a guy that is, is going to be a four-year varsity high school starter in the trenches at, at high levels Seven at Oxford, yeah. before, before Auburn High School. So, so that says a lot. He's a kid who certainly is confident in his own ability. Um, and, and I think he's the type of kid you want on your commitment list. He's going to further it. He's going to hype kids up. He's, he's going to be an, another – uh, extension of the coaching staff. If if recruits are curious about Auburn, they can say, "Hey, hit up Braden. You know, he's he's also an O lineman, or he's also this uh, an in state kid. You know, he he can tell you more about what we what we like or what we want." So I think there's there's some value there. Every fan base should should love that seemingly loyal and in this case local 
right. recruit on top of it. He checks those boxes, but I love him as a player. He is a grunt. He is an in-your-face point-of-attack specialist with lower body power that kind of wants to piss you off for guard quarters. And he, is he, is he, and only he plays a guard both sides of the ball. Right. So, so as, as an offensive line projection, he's got that D line experience. Uh, I think he even handed him the ball last year at one point. I mean, he's a fun kid. He's just a fun personality. He's like the great value version of Christian Wilkins at Clemson, where you're like, he's a great player, but man, he's a character too. Yeah. He's got some of that in him. Um, and those are the kind of kids you want, on your commitment list, but beyond the obvious, right? You want a headlining quarterback. You want a great in-state player. You want blah, blah, blah. But you also want the guy who's going to help keep the class together and 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 be present. Um, and that is certainly what Braden Joyner is. I think he's going to have a huge senior season at Auburn High. He made that transition seamlessly last year, right. held his own against IMG. I, I was there for that game. Uh, and he impressed. You know, it's not flashy. It's not sexy. It's not something that's going to have five stars next to his name ever. But you need guys like that to win games. I, I think he could be a Keandre Jones type on the offensive line down the line. Um, and he, he's going to have more experience than Jones at the same stage, which mm-hmm. is certainly uh, a good thing. Right. John, one more time. How can people support you and, and find all of your work, my man? Yeah, si.com slash college or uh, on social media at John Garcia underscore JR. Yep, yep. Easy to find and a must follow, folks. All right, we'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn. See ya. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 